0: Good joke, Uncle Joe.
1: The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and as They discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are
0: listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is July 29th, 2020, this is episode 225, and this week, Nephilim Demon Seed. And I'm not your echo chamber, but I am your good
1: buddy, Basil. And this is Gons. Welcome back to another live stream. We're going to have to cut things a little bit shorter today, so uh, those of you complaining about long... Three and a half hour episodes. It's your day. This
0: is your time to shine. Yep, your, your your prayers have been answered. Um, so, but we're excited to be here. We got a great show. Lots of lots of big important things to talk about today, Gons.
1: Yeah, relevant to. So I feel like we are one of the few news outlets equipped to adequately talk about some of these uh, issues that have been brought up in the last couple of days.
0: Yes. Some but. things are just too much for the normies to even comprehend, but we are here to help. Um, I fell into a little bit of a, a time dilation wormhole this week. Typical. I thought today was Tuesday. Yeah. And I thought today was Tuesday when I thought yesterday was Monday. I've completely lost all track of linear time. And so you know things are gonna start getting pretty squirrely. That's
1: not surprising whatsoever. That's a normal, typical thing. I'm not. I'm not yeah. shaking at all. You losing track of time and day. <laughs>
0: yesterday, yesterday when you texted me, you you were, uh, you know, letting me know your schedule for today's show. I'm like, that is weird. Why is he saying we're gonna be doing a show on Tuesday? I mean, yeah, I guess that does throw me off a little bit, but I can make it work. <laughs> I was wrong. I was completely. The, you know when you spend too much time <laughs> hopping around the space-time continuum um, it, this is the dangers. it's right there in the in the warnings of the the handbook for the time mission you know time travelers handbook that you can start to lose your grip on uh, the, the passage of time and it's happening I should have listened yep
1: all right well let's jump right in because we got a lot to get to and um, oh I do want to thank once again that night wind on youtube for coming up with all the timestamps two episodes in a row now so thank you that night wind please continue same, same, person. same person same person yeah
0: person that night wind thank you so much one of our favorite producers here um okay cool do we want to jump right into it let's then? do it all right do you want fries with that Little flippy update. For those who don't know, if you're new to the show, Flippy is our colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, enslaving our children, and flirting with our spouses. It is the conversation to have. How are robots making their way into our lives? And what does that mean for the future? Today, um, I'm coming from Memphis Commercial com. <laughs> news Memory Hole. The deep web, (laughs) Uh, but this says FedEx employees, but sorry, FedEx employs robotic arms. That's right. Randall Collins, Sue and Bobby aren't the chattiest co-workers at FedEx's Memphis hub but they sure stay focused. The quartet can handle 6,000 to 8,000 packages daily, depending on the kinds of packages they encounter, said FedEx Express's Aaron Prather. Being tireless, bulky robotic arms likely helps. The four arms began working at the FedEx Express World Hub in March after two years in development. Prather, Senior Te- Technical Advisor at FedEx Express, and his research and planning team spearheaded the project. Quote, They just wanted to put robots in applications where maybe they were short on staff. But the growth was outstripping their ability to keep up. A sentence that I don't quite know what that means, but okay. Uh, The robotic arms located at the Memphis International Airport-based hub's small package sort system, holy smokes, SPSS, pick up packages from a collection bin and move them to a conveyor belt. After that, the packages are scanned and inducted into the FedEx's sorting system. The arms ease the sorting burden placed on FedEx's human employees, Prather said. The growth of online shopping has led to more packages flowing through the logistic giant's network, and the Memphis hub can sort up... Up to 484 documents and packages an hour. Oh my gosh. Quote, they just wanted to put robots in applications where maybe they were short on staff and the growth was outstripping their ability to keep up, said Eric Neve, CEO of Plus One Robotics, which developed the ARMS's AI vision software. The small package sort system was where that action was. Boom. Watch out, mailmen. The robots are coming for you.
1: Yeah, and uh, just a quick shout out to producer Aaron for sending us in this Flippy update. Uh, he said he saw this article in a local newspaper front page, and so he wanted to send it mm. to us. Uh, Gotta love the local news. Yep, local news, getting in on the Flippy game. So there you go, FedEx. You know, I, I applied for FedEx once. Have you ever applied for FedEx?
0: Applied for a job?
1: Yeah, they bring you in at no. like four in the morning, and then they like uh, they walk you around and and uh, and then they don't they don't call back.
0: Then they don't hire you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at least that was my experience. Oh, uh, what a tease. Yeah. Yep, a okay.
0: Tease. Well, that's okay. I think uh, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. You know, if you're working at FedEx, you're soon to be replaced by a robot arm, just like the rest of us. Nobody is safe. Sure.
1: All right. Um, I have this quick clip just because it's fun, and I. I just enjoy this man from a entertainment standpoint, not from a political okay. standpoint.
0: We got hairy legs. Got the Got hairy legs. Got the Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Kingswood Community Center. Actually, that's the one down I used to work. As a joke. You didn't know where we were anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh no! That was a that was, uh, presidential oh, no. candidate Joe Biden <laughs> launching off the joke. Jo- <laughs> Good joke. Good <laughs> joke. Joe. That nobody understood. Not a single oh, person. Camera flashes louder than the crowd. And huh. uh,
0: at least he's out of his basement. You know, he's out in public, moving around. And <laughs> what else? What do you expect?
1: Uh, yeah, and if, if you can look at the, if you can see the, the look on his face when the joke doesn't land. It's it's fantastic.
0: <laughs> that is a horrifying moment. I will say, I can I can share in that grief with Uncle Joe. When uh, when you think you've got the perfect joke, and, and you're only met with uh, the the flashes of cameras, it's a horrifying feeling. It's a. Uh, I'm rewatching it now.
1: I was gonna say you you must have some experience in this regard. I've I've heard stand up comics talk about how it's a. Uh, it's a character building process to bomb yes, a joke. You so. put
0: yourself through immense cerebral pain <laughs> and um, <laughs> it's a character building exercise. But moving on, Gons, I got some money, money, money update here for you. One hundred billion dollars. I don't have any money. <laughs> money, 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 money. Money, That's right. I'm over here at TheVerge.com. Headline is Kodak. Kodak. Remember Kodak? It's branching out into pharmaceuticals with US investment. Oh, now is the time gone. Kodak once a powerful force in photography (laughs) once a powerful force in photography, like which ended 20 years Ago they <laughs> totally lost their Shirt once the uh, the digital Photography revolution came Anyways Kodak once a powerful force in Photography is branching out Into pharmaceuticals and the U.S. government plans to give the company A 765 million Dollar loan Ooh. to support its Efforts Kodak will create a new Business arm Kodak Pharmaceuticals To produce ingredients Needed for drug manufacturing Kodak Pharmaceuticals will make ingredients to have uh, that have quote lapsed into chronic national shortage shortage And once the unit is fully up and running, it will be able to make up to 25% of active pharmaceutical ingredients used in non-biologic, non-antibacterial generic pharmaceuticals, Kodak estimates. Kodak CEO Jim Continenza expects pharmaceuticals to eventually comprise 30-40% to of Kodak's business, reports the Wall Street Journal. The $765 million loan is being made available under the Korean War Era Defense Production Act. Which the Trump administration has previously used To speed up production of ventilators Masks and other medical equipment To help fight COVID-19 As part of its pharmaceutical work Kodak plans to produce ingredients For drugs such as Hydroxychloroquine According to the Wall Street Journal President Trump has frequently promoted hydroxychloroquine as a cure for COVID-19, but the drug has been repeatedly proven ineffective as treatment for the virus. Quote, The overwhelming prevailing clinical trials that have looked at the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine have indicated that it is not effective in coronavirus disease. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said during an interview on ABC's Good Morning America according to cnbc this isn't the first time kodak has dipped its toe dipped its toes into pharmaceuticals though it only stayed in the business for a few years the last time around kodak bought drug maker sterling drug for approximately 5.1 billion in 1988 before selling it in pieces in 1994 there is a correction here we originally wrote that kodak planned to Produce hydroxychloroquine, but it only plans to produce ingredients for drugs such as hydroxychloroquine. According to the Wall Street Journal, we have changed the article text, subheadline, and social description to reflect this. We regret the error. Wow, they must have gotten in trouble or something. Good job, Verge. Yeah, good job, Verge. But there you go. Apparently, anybody can just kind of start a pharmaceutical arm maybe we got to start uh, canary cry pharmaceuticals
1: oh yeah that
0: that'll to, that'll <laughs> be good it's a good exit strategy <laughs> we don't we we don't have to keep asking for uh, support if we can if we can get a loan like this you know it's it's all about the money baby if the money's available anybody will start a pharmaceuticals arm
1: we just need to buy a, a drug company for a few billion and then yeah. sell it sell it in pieces a few years later. OPM, baby. OPM.
0: <laughs> like opium? Other people's money. Oh,
1: yeah, opium too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah also opium. <laughs> Pharmaceuticals. Yep.
1: <laughs> That'll <laughs> oh, be a good geez. name.
0: Well not much else to say about that. I just thought it was, uh, interesting with the way, you know, as we track the way that taxpayer dollars, um, are being dispensed so liberally, uh, to corporate giants. Um, this is just another one on the list. And of course, you know, they got to connect it for some reason. They don't, <laughs> they just can't stand letting, uh, Letting Trump make any headway when it comes to hydroxychloroquine, Um, even going so far as to falsely report on it ahead of time and having to correct themselves later. Mm. Uh, But there you go. But uh, that is not going to be the last time we hear about hydroxychloroquine on today's show, which I think brings us to... um, brings us to our main story that we wanted to make sure we had enough time to really talk about. Gons, you and I both took some... we we both took different not 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 competing but uh, different viewpoints and focused on different aspects of this uh, doctor video the American frontline doctors uh, quote unquote news briefing or whatever they wanted to call it. Um, so I don't know how you want to do this. I kind of want to do a little bit of the reading if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, go for it. We can start with the Daily Beast here, but uh, of course, usually we save the Nephilim updates towards the end. But I think I feel like this is all part of uh, part of the discussion here. So. Yeah. And usually
0: I will say, usually, you know, we kind of make a point to not jump on the bandwagon of whatever's going on in a particular day or week. Um, Some not to say we don't talk about relevant things, but uh, a lot of times everything that can be said has been said. But I think this is a case where. We do need to, to weigh in on this for many different reasons. All so right. here we go. Coming from dailybeast.com. Hold, hold, article-
1: hold on, hold on, hold oh, on, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim update. to set it there
0: up, we go. Man. Yes. Sorry. I was just so excited. <laughs> the article's titled, Trump's new favorite COVID doctor believes in alien DNA, demon sperm, and hydroxychloroquine (laughs) (laughs) of course all those things equally as offensive to uh elites here, but let's continue. A Houston doctor who praises hydroxychloroquine and says that face masks aren't necessary to stop the transmission of the highly contagious coronavirus has become a star on the right-wing internet, garnering tens of millions of views on Facebook on Monday alone. Donald Trump Jr. declared the video of Stella Emanuel a must-watch while Donald Trump himself retweeted the video. Before Trump and his supporters embrace Emanuel, medical expertise though they should consider other medical claims Emanuel has made including those about alien DNA and the physical effects of having sex with witches and demons in your dreams Emmanuel, a pediatrician and a religious minister has a history of making bizarre claims about medical topics and other issues She has often claimed that gynecological problems like cysts and endometriosis Are in fact caused by people having sex in their dreams with demons and witches She alleges alien DNA is currently used in medical treatments And that scientists are cooking up a vaccine to prevent people from being religious And despite appearing in Washington D to lobby congress on monday she has said that the government is run in part not by humans but by reptilians and other aliens Emmanuel gave her viral speech on the steps of the Supreme Court at the White Coat Summit, a gathering of a handful of doctors who call themselves America's frontline doctors and dispute the medical consensus on the novel coronavirus. The event was organized by the right-wing group Tea Party Patriots, which is backed by wealthy Republican donors. In her speech, Emmanuel alleges that she has successfully treated hundreds of patients with hydroxychloroquine, a controversial treatment Trump has promoted and says he himself uh, he has taken himself studies have failed to find proof that the drug has any benefit in treating covid19 and the food and drug administration in june revoked its emergency authorization to use it to treat the deadly virus saying it hadn't demonstrated any effect on patients mortality prospects quote Nobody needs to get sick, Emmanuel said. This virus has a cure. Emmanuel said in her speech that the supposed potency of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment means that protective face masks aren't necessary, claiming that she and her staff had avoided contracting COVID-19 despite wearing medical masks instead of the more secure N95 masks. Hello, you do not. <laughs> Hello. You don't need a mask. There is a cure, Emmanuel said. Toward the end of Emmanuel's speech, the event's organizer and other participants can be seen trying to get her away from the microphone. But footage of the speech captured by Breitbart was a hit online, becoming a top video on Facebook and amassing roughly 13 million views, significantly more than Plandemic, another coronavirus disinformation video that became a viral hit online in May when it amassed roughly 8 million Facebook views. Use. quote hydroxychloroquine trended on Twitter as Emmanuel's video was embraced by the Trumps, conservative student group Turning Point USA, and the pro-Trump personalities like Diamond and Silk. But both Facebook and Twitter eventually deleted videos of Emmanuel's speech from their sites, citing rules against COVID-19 disinformation. The deletions set off yet another round of complaints by conservatives of bias at the social media platforms. Emmanuel responded in her own way to declaring that Jesus Christ would destroy Facebook's servers if her videos weren't restored to the platform. Uh uh tweet here, quote, hello Facebook, put back my profile page and videos up or your computers with start crashing till you do. She tweeted, You are not bigger that God. I promise you, if my page is not back up, Facebook will be down Uh in Jesus' name. Emmanuel is a registered physician in Texas, according to a Texas Medical Board database and operates a medical clinic out of a strip mall next to her church. She is firepower. Or ministries. Emmanuel was born in Cameroon uh, okay. and received here, her medical degree in Nigeria. Facebook will Uh-oh. be
1: down in Jesus' name. Uh oh. I lost Emanuel, him. Emmanuel uh, is mm, a registered physician in Texas, here. according to a Texas Medical do, do, Board do. database, and operates a medical clinic let's out of a strip get, mall next to oh, her church. Oh, we're back. Oh, you're back. We're okay. back. Yep. There I was we just go. reading. Uh, um, where did you lose me? Uh, during the tweet so I read up until uh, Emmanuel is a registered physician yeah firepower ministries so yes Emmanuel was born in Cameroon and received
0: her medical degree in Nigeria in a GoFundMe legal defense fund, uh, which is now taken down, which swelled from just $90 to $1,616 after her speech. Emmanuel claims without offering any proof that members of a Houston networking group for women physicians are scheming to take her medical license away over her support for hydroxychloroquine. It's not clear whether anyone is actually trying to take Emanuel's license, but many of her Earlier medical claims are definitely ludicrous, they say. In sermons posted on YouTube and articles on her website, Emmanuel claims that medical issues like endometriosis, cysts, infertility, and impotence are caused by sex with spirit husbands and spirit wives, a phenomenon Emmanuel describes essentially as witches and demons having sex with people in a dream world. Quote, they are responsible for serious gynecological problems, Emmanuel said we call them all kinds of names endometriosis we call them molar pregnancies we call them fibroids we call them cysts but most of them are evil deposits from the spirit husband Emmanuel said of the medical issues in a 2013 sermon they are responsible for miscarriages impotence men that can't get it up in her sermon Emmanuel offers a sort of demonology of Nephilim Ah, the biblical character she claims exist as demonic spirits and lust after dream sex with humans causing all matter of real health problems and financial ruin emmanuel claims real-life ailments such as fibroid tumors and cysts stem from the demonic sperm after demon dream sex an activity she claims affects quote many women The Quote continues, they turn into a woman and then they sleep with the man and collect his sperm. Emmanuel said in her sermon, then they turn into the man and they sleep with a man and deposit the sperm and reproduce more of themselves. According to Emmanuel, people can tell if they have taken a demonic spirit husband or spirit wife, if they have sex in a dream about someone they know or a celebrity, wake up aroused, stop getting along with their real world spouse, lose money or generally experience any hardship alternately they could just be having dream sex with a human instead of a demon she posits quote what did i say oh yeah demon witch uh yes sorry so let me redo that Alternate, uh, alternately they could just be having dream sex with a human witch instead of a demon she posits quote there are those who are called uh astral sex emmanuel said in the sermon quote that means this person is not really a demon being or a nephilim it's just a human being that's a witch and they astral project and sleep with people Emmanuel's bizarre medical ideas don't stop with demon sex and dreams. In twenty fifteen sermon that laid out a supposed Illuminati plan hatched by a witch to destroy the world using abortion, gay marriage, and children's toys. Among other things, Emmanuel claimed that DNA from space aliens is currently being used in medicine. Quote, they're using all kinds of DNA, even alien DNA, to treat people, Emmanuel said. Emmanuel's website offers a prayer to remove a generational curse originally received from an ancestor but transmitted in Emanuel's telling through placenta. Emanuel claimed in another 2015 sermon posted uh, that scientists had plans to install microchips in people and develop a vaccine to make it impossible to become religious. Quote, they found the gene in somebody's mind that makes you religious so they can vaccinate against it, Emanuel said. Emanuel elaborated on her fascination with witchcraft in her 2015 Illuminati sermon, claiming that witches were intent on seizing control of children. In her 2015 sermon on the Illuminati's supposed agenda to bring down the United States, Emanuel argues that a wide variety of toys, books, and TV shows, from Pokemon, which she declares Eastern Demons, to Harry Potter and the Disney Channel shows Wizards of Waverly Place and That's So Raven, were all a part of a scheme to introduce children to spirits and wish it witches. Emmanuel warned that the Disney Channel show Hannah Montana was a gateway to evil because its character had an alter ego. She has claimed that schools teach children to meditate so they can meet with demons. In the sermon, Emmanuel preserved special vitriol for the Magic 8-Ball, a toy that can be shaken up to, quote, reveal any answer. Emmanuel claims to uh, the otherwise innocuous Magic 8-Ball was in fact a scheme to get children used to witchcraft. The eight ball was a psychic, she said. Emmanuel's oddball claims about the world extend to politics. She didn't bring up this allegation publicly in Washington, but she has claimed that the American government is run in part by non-human reptilians. Quote, There are people that are ruling this nation that are not even human, Emmanuel said in her 2015 Illuminati sermon, before launching into a conversation she had with a reptilian spirit she described as half-human, half-ET. Emmanuel has also used her pulpit to preach hatred of lgbt uh, lgbt people shortly before the supreme court legalized gay marriage emmanuel warned her flock that gay marriage meant that quote very soon people are going to be seeking to marry children and accuse gay americans of practicing homosexual terrorism In the same sermon, she praised a father's decision to not love his transgender son after a gender transition. Quote, you know the crazy part, Emmanuel said, the little girl demands he must love her anyway. Really? You will not get it from me. I'd be like little girl when you come back to be a little girl again, but you talk for now I'm gone. Unusually for a pediatrician, Emanuel has praised corp- corporal punishment for children. The American Academy of Pediatrics opposes corporal punishment and claims that the vast majority of pediatricians do not recommend it. Quote, children need to be whipped. She declared in 2015 sermon before adding that she didn't think children should be abused. It's also not, not clear that emmanuel was or has abided by her claims that face masks aren't necessary in her washington speech emmanuel claimed that she and her medical staff had avoided any covid 19 infections while wearing only medical masks but in two videos shot at her clinic emmanuel appears to be wearing an n95 mask which offers more protection emmanuel has also alleged that masks of all kinds are superfluous because she says COVID-19 can easily can be easily cured with hydroxychloroquine. But in a Facebook video advertising her clinic, Emanuel said anyone seeking treatment should wear a face mask before entering the clinic. Quote, wear a mask or a scarf or anything to cover your face, Emanuel said in the video. Emanuel has seized on her newfound celebrity, tweeting a video demanding that CNN host and National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases chief Anthony Fauci give her jars of their urine so she can test if they're secretly taking hydroxychloroquine even as the caution against its use quote i double dog dare y'all give me a urine sample emmanuel tweeted in her challenge now, Emmanuel is angling for the key rite of passage for any budding MAGA world personality a visit to the Trump White House. Late Monday night, Emmanuel tweeted that she was open to meeting the president. Quote, Mr. President, I'm in town and available, she tweeted. I will love to meet with you. And there you go. That's the end. Okay. Um, now, this particular article is specifically about um, this Dr. Emanuel. I've got some other things to say about the, the longer breadth of the uh, America's Frontline Doctors video that came out, but I'll let you start out, Gons.
1: Okay, so yeah, one of the things, uh, well, first off, this article is interesting because anybody who didn't watch the video, the actual uh, you know, White House uh, press thing that they did, um, would assume that this woman, uh, interestingly named Stella Emmanuel. I, I think that's interesting that they would pick someone with the name Emmanuel in there. Um, yeah, well, and Stella meaning star as well. Right, right, yeah. And uh, you would assume that she was up on the podium there talking about alien DNA and demon seed and all this <laughs> kind of stuff but she doesn't actually mention any of that in the, the press conference that took place yesterday. And, um, you know, it's just weird that this is the attack. They, they picked out this one person and they're making it all about the demon seed, uh, in the, in the mainstream, so to speak. Uh, and I think there's a lot of different things going on here, but I I know you had mentioned that you thought it was some kind of psyop in general, I tend to agree well, with you It yeah, fits
0: in with a larger uh, pattern that we've been seeing. Right. Recently. Right.
1: And one of the big tells here, at least according to this, you know, daily beast article is the fact that they mentioned support from, uh, I think it was, who was it? Turning point USA, which has had some criticisms for being aligned with some of the more, uh, Mossad-ish type of uh, outlook, the Zionist type of movement and their uh, you know, defense of the nation state Israel more so or even equal to the United States. And I know that, that is a big rabbit hole that we won't go down, but if there is a disinfo type of, of uh, hand behind this, uh, this divide and conquer methodology that we've been talking about, how they want to divide and create almost like a new political class of religious extremists and uh, conspiracy theorists and all this kind of stuff. This would be a perfect type of mixture of science. uh, Some truths probably about the hydroxychloroquine and even about the Nephilim topic, which is biblical and to garner or, or to instigate a political movement using those things. So, you know, anytime you try to make some kind of movement, you have to have some kind of truth to draw people in and the Nephilim topic in general has been very much part of uh, you know, the waking up process for a lot of believers, oh, excuse me, uh, a lot of believers in the last, I don't know, decade, 10, 15 years, maybe. And it al- it's almost been forgotten because of the political hype in the last, uh, since, you know, President Trump, and I actually think even the flat earth discussion uh, made the whole Nephilim topic boring. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but anytime you brought up Genesis six in the last Three or four years, a lot of people on the fringes were like, yeah, yeah, we know about the giants. We know about it. You know, let's move on to the next fringy thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't think believers, before we get back to just the greater thing here, I don't think even Christians realize how, how prevalent this topic is in your own Bibles. In the Old Testament, the entire reason why Jesus did a whole bunch of stuff in the New Testament, it was to reverse or to combat directly these spirits of the Nephilim. And uh, of course um, I have a bunch of scriptures lined up here. And of course, Genesis six, four is where things start off. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And also afterwards, when the sons of God had relations with the daughters of men, they bore them children who became the mighty men of old men of renown. And, you know, people usually stop there and they have uh, different views of Sethites and they were just Kings and all this kind of stuff. Uh, But it seems according to, ancient Near East scholars. uh, It would appear that this is actually talking about uh, some sort of divine beings who rebelled against God, breaking the order of things with human women and creating a race that uh, extra biblical text suggests uh, became your demons and, you know, spirits that roamed the earth uh, apart from losing their bodies in the flood. And there's so many scriptures that you probably just pass over and you just forget or don't even think about. And this is the thing, this is the thing that is interesting because um, and, and tying this to the topic here with, uh, with the whole, the whole, you know, the lady uh, Stella Emanuel, Dr. Stella Emanuel up there talking about the Nephilim and making this association with hydroxychloroquine in this fringe thing for a lot of people that are, uh, you know, Republican or, or, part of the QAnon movement or whatever it is, this could Mm -hmm. be, I I hope not, but this could be their first introduction to the topic of the Nephilim. And it could Mm -hmm. be through this very divisive political thing going on with the, with the science versus the truth or type of movement. And, um, and so just keeping that in mind, okay, just realize that this topic and and a lot of what she said about the, uh, she didn't exactly use the words, um, uh, incubus and succubus, but that's kind of what she was talking about. Like, you know, uh, sleeping with demons and and that sort of thing, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe the specifics aren't exactly how I would phrase things, but more or less she touches on some of those, some of those topics and the daily beast zooming in and focusing in on those issues as the dividing point here is what's fascinating about this whole thing as well. Um, and notice how real quick, yeah. how, you know, the topic at hand
0: is about her as a medical doctor and her feelings about specifically hydroxychloroquine and masks and, and the COVID response, right? Um, you know, through the institutions and quickly, like you see a lot of times and you... you it comes in different ways, but uh, you know she's gaining prominence for her dis- her medical discussions about hydroxychloroquine, which quickly devolves into combing through uh, non medical related. Right. Uh, you know, things she said Making through her church and her ministry and her video, but uh, digging those things up specifically and applying it to her, you know, value as a doctor rather than, you know, separating it out, you know, through the different aspects of the person.
1: Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, I do want to make it clear that, again, some of the things she touched on um, are, you know, very biblical, but i again, I wouldn't have phrased it in the way she did necessarily or gone to the conclusion of aliens, you know, talking to but us again, and stuff.
0: I mean, remember that it's, you know, she didn't say this. Right. She didn't say it in the, the press conference. Video. I, get it. I this, get it. Yes, this was I something understand. dug up from five years ago.
1: Right, right. Uh, but for those of you who might be new to the topic of the Nephilim, I want to do a quick rundown because, uh, again, this could be the first time you're hearing about these issues from this highly divisive and politically charged discussion about hydroxychloroquine and Mm -hmm. um, and you're not going to really get the gist of it from the churches either Uh, because a lot of Christian churches and, you know, especially in America, they're not really concerned with this stuff. We got made fun of and, you know, kicked out of churches and stuff for having these views. Right. But it's, it's, it's in there, it's in your Bible. Uh, I'm going to fly through these Psalm 37, 28, and says here, for the Lord loves justice and will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the offspring of the wicked will be cut off. Now, it just seems like a normal, hey, good guys, bad guys type of passage. But if you mm-hmm. dig into the lexicon here, it's a common recurring theme that you'll find with the word. Uh, let's see, which one was it? Uh, Godly ones preserved descendants of The wicked. The wicked 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 you go into the word there it's rasha which has his connections to the rephaim the rafa and uh this is brought up over and over again look up the rephaim in your bible and it's there quite a bit and it's it's basically like the spirit of the dead and i think it, it's talking about the uh, the nephilim here the spirits of the nephilim proverbs twenty one sixteen. It says, the man who strays from the path of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. The assembly of the dead. Oh, just dead spirits, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, but biblically, or, or if you dig into some of the Hebrew there, uh, again, uh, Strong 7496, shades or ghost from the word Rapha, Rephaim. It's there. This is what it's talking about. Uh, let's see second Samuel 21:22 these four were descended from the giants in gath and they fell by the hand of david and by the hand of his servants the giants in gath they descended from the giants right the giants that were mentioned in uh, genesis 6 again mm-hmm. you dig into the word there for giant strong 7495b from rapha there it is again the rephaim um, I've got a few more here isaiah 14:9 Sheol beneath is eager to meet upon your arrival. It stirs the spirits of the dead to greet you, all the rulers of the earth. It makes all the kings of the nations rise from their thrones. What are we talking about here? You know, the the spirits of the dead greeting you, you know, it's kind of a weird passage. Again, you get into the lexicon, you dig in, and you you discover that uh, the spirits of the dead is translated from the root word Rafa. Again, the Rephaim. It's there over and over and over again, which is, it's, it's pretty crazy how often it's in your Bibles. Job six five. the dead tremble under the waters and their inhabitants. And the word for dead, uh, I think you kind of get the point now, uh, but the word for dead there, again, shades, ghost, Rafa, now, here's the thing that's crazy about this passage, Job 26.5. This speaks into some of the theology in the New Testament with baptism. You know, the reason why you go underwater, you get baptized. Uh, part of it, you know, being Jesus, you know, d- sort of modeled that for us. But it's also uh, some of the theology surrounding that is to declare to the dead, to the Raphaim, that, uh, you, you know, that you are saved from above, not from you. are born from above and that you're part of the kingdom of heaven, not the dead who tremble beneath the waters. And so it's, and you know, Jesus walking on water. There's so much stuff here that connects from the old Testament. It's quite wild. I think I got one more here, Joshua 12, four, uh, and King, Og, King of Bashan, one of the remnant of the Rephaim. So Rephaim, Rafa, it's all, it's all there, Basil. So, you know, these are the spirits, the, the, the ghosts, the demons, so to speak, that is mentioned in the new Testament. And um, part of it comes from the whole concept comes from an unholy union of the watchers and the the daughters of Adam. And it's it's really just fascinating to me that as this topic has become clear as day in the modern era with with us, uh, now we have this divisive topic of science, you know, scientific dictatorship versus conspiracy theorists. And in this crazy time of highly divisive nature, you have a woman named Stella Emanuel being uh, sort of put on a pedestal to associate this topic of the Nephilim with the hyper crazy people and, uh, you know, draw in that crowd. So I just find the whole thing interesting and and it's a good refresher of the theology. Um, And it ties into the eschatology as well. If you go into revelation and you talk about the, the bottomless pit opening, it all relates. Uh, but I think this is a good, it was a good sort of, I don't know, introduction for people that may not be familiar with how uh, common this topic is in your Bibles and how much Jesus's ministry was predicated on this topic. But then, you know, think about why it's being, not num- number one, associated with this person who is pushing for hydroxychloroquine, but also uh, this, uh, you know, uh, Uh, seeing it appear in this pattern of publishing going public and then being pulled back, which is something that happened to the website here of the, uh, America's frontline doctors.
0: Right. Yeah. And that kind of brings me into my ongoing conversation about a lot of the stuff that's been coming out recently. And, I don't know exactly where to start for this conversation. I see you've got uh, the America's Frontline. Is that America's Frontline Doctors.com? It is. It's the Wayback Machine there?
1: Yeah, it's on the Wayback Machine. You can tell that they only started to uh, archive it on the 22nd of July, so about a week ago. So yeah. it's not really an old website, you know, but they did yeah, take it we down.
0: Yeah, we don't know how old this website is. It seems from all... Uh, From all indications that it's, you know, might not be any more than a week old, uh, this America's Frontline Doctors website. And yes, interesting thing that we have not seen. I mean, there's a lot of deplatforming. Demonetization, censoring, that kind of stuff that we've seen on social media. This was actually taken down by Squarespace. It was a Squarespace site. And as of now, in the battle, whatever, you know, we could call it a battle against uh, what they call disinformation or censoring of alternative content, Um, it, to my knowledge, had not spread all the way to uh, the, you know, the, the website hosting providers, such as Squarespace. I mean, Squarespace is a place, for those who don't know, if you've ever listened to a podcast that has advertising on it, you've probably heard about Squarespace. It's just a place where you can go make a website. Um, You know, we've seen censoring, we've seen shadow banning, stuff like that happen on social media. But this extends to a whole nother aspect of internet infrastructure now participating in uh, taking stuff down. Now, uh, I think it was last episode, I kind of been trying to communicate uh, just an observation that is starting to be a little bit Disturbing, maybe, or just uh, fishy. I'll say fishy. And that is over the past, I mean, it's happened over the past five months, but especially recently, over about the last month or so, you have institutions, you know, long running, quote unquote, credible institutions, such as specifically Forbes and uh, PubMed. Uh, Among others, but, you know, those are the two off the top of my head right now, specifically Forbes and PubMed, both being, you know, relatively from from an institutional sense, they're fairly uh, credible uh, outlets for news and other scientific research. But recently there have been things uh, making it through the filters um, such as uh, articles, um, you know, going against climate change by climate uh, professionals, as well as um, research papers like the PubMed that came out talking about 5G causing coronavirus or not even causing, in their words, may, uh, you know, may be contributing to coronavirus creation. And the thing is, these alternative Pieces of media are making it through the filters. Uh, you know, these are big, long-standing institutions. Stuff doesn't just go up out of nowhere. You know, you've got editors, you've got moderators, you've got uh, content reviewers, you've got all, uh, many layers uh, that are specifically designed in these institutions to keep out the things that they don't want to put out there. And yet we've had. Articles, research papers, things like that, making it to publication, starting to spread, providing alternative, you know, uh, alternative ideas to widely held uh, beliefs. And then only after they've been published and spread, taken down. Right. And it's there's something very fishy about it. Um, And, you know, I alluded to the possibility of a PSYOP or controlled opposition, Um, you know, since the the momentum of the fringy ideas, the alternative explanations for uh, things specific to COVID-19, but amongst others, have been gaining steam. And yet, you know, they try everything they can to stifle this alternative information and yet. They're putting out these articles and uh, research papers, letting them float around for a couple of days and then later taking them down. And this includes uh, the Lancet, another uh, very credible medical uh, publication that was letting some hydroxychloroquine studies go through. Um, And it's just very strange and it's starting to be kind of fishy. And I don't know exactly what, the meaning of this is quite yet again uh, along the lines of a psyop or uh, or a controlled opposition, and then this video came out. This frontline doctors uh, of America or America's frontline doctors video came out. Um, it's been you know mirrored and republished all over the place. Breitbart uh, was the uh, the the poster, the progenator that I I actually watched the whole forty-five minute video, yeah, me too. which. Um, you know, just to see what was in there. But let me just run down a list of things that were a little fishy to me okay. with the video. I'm not saying that any of the information was wrong, specifically put in the video, but there's a couple interesting things. The first one is America's Frontline Doctors is is a very new uh, organization. I've never heard of the organization, uh, oh, the website.
1: No. Oh, there you are. Okay, sorry. You got, you, you, you cut out for a second there.
0: Oh, and they keep doing that. But uh, so going back, America's frontline doctors, a very new, unheard of uh, institution or collective or whatever they want to call it. The website only, you know, evidence only shows that the website's been up for a week or so. Um, And first of all, the fact that all these doctors were wearing white lab coats, Mm. I'm just going to I'm going to start small here. So the fact that they're all wearing white lab coats and they all have this branded logo of America's frontline doctors on the white lab coats. And if you look carefully, the, the white lab coats, many of them are still creased as if they were just unfolded and passed out to these doctors uh, right before this event. Now, that wouldn't be completely strange. You know, of course, if you're trying to create the optics uh, for something like this, you would, you know, make everybody matching lab Coats, so everybody knows that these are real doctors. You know, the image, the symbology of a white lab coat is very powerful. And if you're going to be trying to make a, a video go viral and gain some credibility, you want to put all the doctors in lab coats. The modern but priesthood you, with the white well, lab coat. That's exactly right. Yeah. You're they're putting on the priestly garb yeah. of of doctorhood, which is interesting because a lot of people don't think about it and I didn't really think about it at, at first either. Cause you say, yeah, they're doctors, they're in lab coats. Of course they are. <laughs> right. You know, that's what doctors look like. But if you look at any other doctors, uh, being put out in the mainstream, I'm speaking specifically about like, uh, you know, institutional, institutionally supported doctors. So you t- talk about Fauci, you talk about right. Burks, you talk about, uh, Oh, what was that? Gupta Sanjay Gupta. Um, these people never wear lab coats, you know, you never see Fauci in a lab coat up at the podium at the white house <laughs> or wherever. <laughs> Fauci probably you know, hasn't,
1: uh, actually, you know, uh, treated anybody in like a, a doctor's office type of setting. Oh, in sure. Years, probably. Yeah, he
0: has. He probably hasn't practiced medicine for <laughs> yeah. quite a while in the traditional way we consider it. Hasn't worked um, out either. But also, b- but same with Burks and uh, you know, Fauci and Burks are sort of uh, opposed to each other in many ways. Um, but you know, they're not using that symbology of the priestly robe on a regular basis, basis which I think is interesting. Um, and then you compare it to this. I mean, even other videos of doctors coming out and talking about uh But whatever hydroxychloroquine or masks or anything, usually these doctors are either in regular clothes or in scrubs. Very rarely are they wearing the lab coat, the symbolic lab coat. So that was number one. I'm not again. I'm not making any hard claims, but I'm just pointing things out that were fishy about this video. Number one, fresh, new, still creased, logoed lab coats. Every single one of these doctors. Uh, wearing them uh, secondly the the technical setup of this news event was very strange guns you and i both have experience in technical setups for these types of things yep. uh the microphones were sort of clipped to a a, a stand using kind of your just general gr- garage uh you know clips like the kind that are holding up this green screen behind me looked like uh, somebody had dug it out of their toolbox from, you know, 50 years ago or not 50, you know, 10 <laughs> years ago, whatever. Um, and the microphone, uh, maybe I should pull up this video here. Let's see. Yeah, if I'm, I'm kind of
1: clicking through it right now. So.
0: Yeah, the microphones that are, you know, again, those who have a technical eye for this type of uh, situation, you'll notice one of them is just a shotgun microphone. It's the one with the fuzzy chinchilla. Um, in this case, just a, re- a windscreen, but it's no, no. Yeah, there's one yeah. with a fuzzy chinchilla on it, which is actually a, ca- you know, th- those are camera mounted shotgun microphones. These are not, you know, your professional uh microphones that you'd usually see at some sort of event. These were taken, these are meant to be camera mounted or mounted on a boom. um, And they're used to capture ambient noise in an area, um, not specifically an individual's voice. So that was a little strange too. Uh, Again, I don't know what that means. It's just a little red flag that was a little fishy. Um, And then another big one was what they periodically will pan to the crowd, uh, the audience that they are speaking to. And at most, I can only count about eight people at a time. Uh, I, and they're all kind, they just kind of look like people who found them coming on, you know, wandering onto the street. Um, you don't see anybody who looks Now, again, I'm talking symbology and costumes and things like that. Nobody looks like a reporter or, uh, um, you know, there's very little sort of official looking individuals. Most of them just are, you know, middle aged women who are holding iPhones uh, also filming the thing, uh, which is interesting. You know, usually a reporter doesn't sit there and film a news. A press conference with their own iPhone because there are, you know, supposedly professional cameras there. Now, I will I will concede that I'm sure many news uh, organizations got an invite to come to this press conference, and I'm sure almost all of them uh, did not want to devote the resources to these, quote unquote, you know, crazy doctors. Uh, who are going to be giving alternative information. So that does not surprise me that there's no, you know, official reporters or anything, um, but it was just another thing to note. And then lastly to, uh, uh, again, going back to the equipment question, the only sort of official camera uh, or official looking camera that you can see in the crowd is uh, an older uh What is it? Oh, man, I'm forgetting the term for it. It's an older style camera. Um, Like a shoulder bearing
1: one or something?
0: It's not even a shoulder. It's a it's a prosumer, uh, you know, just regular smallish type of camera, the kind that I used in high school for my, you know, my media classes. Um, you know, I'm sure this one doesn't use mini DV tapes. I'm sure they got an SD card in there. But, you know, it, again, it's not a camera that would be used by any sort of professional news uh, organization or at least one that they were planning on putting putting on air in a, in any sort of major way. Um, So I don't know. Those were just a few things. The one thing that also kind of made me feel a little strange is that every single thing that they talked about in this news conference, there was no new information. There was no information that a doctor could give me that I haven't already gotten from the Internet. You know, it's just stuff sort of floating around. And I was kind of hoping like, oh, my gosh, look at all these doctors. They're coming out to tell the truth. Let's get the real scoop. And all of it was stuff that I've already heard. I mean, we as a, you know, you and I and the show and the listeners of the show, everything these doctors said is stuff that's been pretty common knowledge for the fringy types for four months. Right. Um. You know, and I don't know, I'm just always suspicious of something coming out that a hundred percent, you know, I could have stood up there and given that information. The only difference between these people giving the information and me standing up and giving the information is that they had a nice new crisp lab coat with a logo printed on it. Um, There was no additional information that, you know, would warrant a a professional doctor um, besides the symbology of it uh, you know, nothing they said was necessarily new or additive to the information that's already floating around out there. Right. And
1: I don't know, it just kind of smelled weird to me. What do you think of all that? I kind of just rambled for a while, but yeah, some of those things, uh, you know, the the lab coat thing is probably the biggest thing you mentioned. Uh, It's not super weird. You know, obviously they want to have a united front and mm-hmm. you know, look as official as possible. But I think to your greater theme here of what this might be all about, and I tweeted this out, it is an unpopular opinion because it's not really, you know, when, <laughs> when, you're, when you're a follower of Christ, you know that the path is narrow. You know, you're not going to go to one side or the other of political discussions or anything really. Right. Um, but I basically said they're using the Streisand effect – I'll get into what that mm-hmm. is in a moment. To garner support for a new political class, a QAnon-style hyper conspiracy theory and religious uh, extremists by deliberately publishing then banning relevant information/slash individuals. And I feel like that's what's going on here. That they're, you know, in order to create this type of movement, you need to you need to have some kind of truth to stand on. You can't just Mm -hmm. tell lies and garner people. Yes. That'll get a certain segment of the population and that's worked, man. It has it worked on a certain segment of the population, but you have so many people waking up now that you can't just have this one-sided thing. So of course they're going to politicize or create this other, uh, counter movement. And with any kind of war, any war in the last two centuries, especially, the bankers have funded both sides of the war. We have to keep that in mind, you know? Yeah. So, and of course history writes it as if it was one-sided that, you know, uh, that we're here, we're, we're Americans. So we, we all, all the stuff was good. It was all good American things that we did. And everything mm-hmm. that every other nation did against us was bad. They're the bad people. And when you divide people like this, divide and conquer, it really is this divide and conquer methodology. And that's really what I think it is. And the Streisand effect Basically, for those of you who don't know, is uh, Barbara Streisand uh, tried to sue this, uh, it was a person or a, a group that had taken a photo of, uh, I think it was her property or, or something, and she tried mm-hmm. to ban it. Like, oh, we're going to ban this photo of of me and this uh, or, the, or my property, and the opposite effect happened. Instead of banning it, everybody started to use it, and everybody started to talk about it. So it's this weird reverse psychology thing where if you ban something it's a typical kind yeah. of a human reaction say, no, you cannot do that. No, you can't look at that. Uh, it we, strengthens humans, <laughs> the position, it strengthens the position or the, at least, and it the, uh, taps into the curiosity of the, of the yeah. human being to look into it and see, Oh, why are they trying to hide that information? Why are they trying to, uh, keep the truth from us? Right. And that narrative has right. certainly been there. And so it's very interesting how, all of this, the, the greater theme of dividing and conquering is here in that they're creating this sub counter movement, which again, I, I mentioned in the last episode or maybe a couple episodes ago. I think it started in uh, earnest with the banning of Alex Jones. I think when they banned yeah. him off of YouTube and stuff, it was like, all right, we're starting a slow counter movement here to create this sort of underground true standing on the, on the truth crowd. And, and because it's sort of a nascent thing and now it's grown to be a lot bigger and it's almost synonymous with the Republican party. It's just Mm -hmm. remarkable to see it take place. And uh, so that's kind of my overall view of the whole thing. And and again, you have to use some truth in order for that to work. So the topic of hydroxychloroquine or, or any of these issues, you know, about what you know, what these doctors are saying, it's probably true. You know, we're not, yeah. I'm not it's going, I'm not saying that these things are lies. In fact, no, it's true. You need to use that truth to, to draw people in. And, but you know, but it's, it's that whole rat poison thing, right? You use what 99% regular food. And then like yeah. that 1% is poison. And it's that 1% that kills the rats. It's it's yeah. a very similar thing, I think, taking place here. So it's kind of just yeah, my take And on I it.
0: think I think pointing out the Streisand effect, I think that's the main uh, characteristic of this weird pattern we've been seeing of these alternative fringy ideas coming through on uh, mainstream, highly respected outlets. Uh, and, you know, holding some degree of truth or, or even, you know, who knows, maybe fully true, but then having them taken down, it has to be a purposeful thing. You know, you don't get like with the Forbes or, or even the, uh, the Lancet. The Lancet is possibly one of, if not the most respected, uh, you know, medical or uh, scientific um, outlet in the world and perhaps in history, and you don't get an alternative, unacceptable view getting published. At all, I mean, there's too many layers. There's yeah. editors. There's there's moderators. There's s- the suits. There's CEOs. There's uh, the lobbying interests. There's international corporate interests. There's all sorts of interests that uh, dictate, you know, what goes into the official, you know, uh, outlet of record. Lancet being one of them at the top. It doesn't it. There's no way that something would get through that they didn't want to get through. And then, yes, this purposeful, strategic uh, opposition, uh, you know, controlled opposition uh, Streisand effect being put in place to continue the division and to Uh, build walls and give ammunition to both sides regarding, you know, the different situations. We've had the HWO and the CDC having a huge problem with this recently, you know, uh, with the I believe it was the HWO representative coming out and saying that masks, you know, aren't aren't really that important and that they're more of a symbol than anything else. And then immediately having to come out and take it back. Yeah. This type of stuff. I think that there's a very purposeful Uh, bolstering and strengthening of these uh, alternative or fringe ideas uh, being presented in the mainstream and purposefully immediately being taken down. And, uh, you know, it's no it's no surprise that they're all you know, this is all an election year and, you know, no division is how you win elections and uh, things like that. Um, So, you know, who's in control of this? I don't know. Does it seem very fishy? Yes, it does. And does is the the simplest, most, uh, uh, you know, logical answer of this, some sort of controlled opposition? Yes. In my opinion, that is the case. And but what does this mean for all of us? And this is kind of what I'm trying to get to. You know, it's no use talking about this if there's no sort of takeaway for everybody. Yes. Sorry. Thank you, chat. It's W-H-O, not H-W-O. <laughs> I continually <laughs> mix those up.
1: Yeah. Um, getting all riled up. You're getting your letters yeah. all jumbled. <laughs> right. I gotta, I gotta but recode. here's the
0: point. The point of this is as, uh, you know, fringy types with our eyes Open. Now, you know, because we all know that there's lots of fringy type of people who are simply just pulling another party line. They're just allowing their strings to be pulled by a different puppet master. And if we really want to, you know, as Christians and as people who are awake and as people who don't identify with the powers and principalities of this world, you know, we want to make sure that we're not just trading our puppet strings you know not just handing them over to another puppet master right. and i think recognizing that a lot of this uh, fishiness um and the streisand effect and the the accidental whoopsies releases of uh fringe information from you know secularly uh, respected outlets we want to make sure that we're not letting that Pull our strings. And I think there's a big danger of that. Um, and I think what it does is it sets us up um, for, you know, some, and it, some people may care, some may not, uh, but it sets a group of people up to be um, targets for uh like this lady you know let's let's take for a second dr emmanuel who comes out and she tells us everything we want to hear she like i said that video holds no additional or new information for people like us what she does is she gets on she repeats exactly what we want to hear exactly what we've been Uh, You know, we have been looking into and finding over the past four or five months. She basically just parrots it all back to us. But she is a doctor and she's wearing a lab coat. So it's used as ammunition for the fringy side of the argument saying, well, look, appeal to authority it's an it's exactly right it's an appeal to authority and it's it's sort of a gem to some uh you know some of those who are letting their their strings be puppeted by this new puppet master, but what it does is it sets that person up to be uh, uh what's the right word it puts a target on that person who's handed their um their strings over and it's no surprise. I mean, it seems like a perfect plan. Let's get this doctor. Let's put her in a lab coat. Let's have her parrot back everything that these fringy people want to hear and have them identify with her, have them lift her up as, uh, you know, some sort of authority. And then. We already know all this crazy stuff she said about Illuminati and reptilian people and witches and dreams and and demon seed. You know, they already have that all set up. So now anybody who holds this person to esteem can be uh, um, criticized for the same, you know, quote unquote uh, sins of this doctor. And I think it's it's really dangerous to start identifying with these types of things and holding them as a pinnacle uh, of the, you know, a, a, a authoritative um Uh, I mean, idol almost an authoritative idol that uh, reinforces our own biases or our own fringy ideas about what's going on. And then sets us up to be torn down along with um, you know, this person. That's the thing is
1: that, yeah, you're right. She's almost the perfect candidate to be put on a pedestal for this situation because of the things she has uh, said or believes in the past. And there's a record of, And so Mm -hmm. even, and that's the thing is that, uh, but the other part of it too, is that continued division of things. Uh, This almost seems like, you know, if, because I, you know, you and I both think that there is truth to the Nephilim existing at one point and it being a very major theme in our unseen world. And Mm -hmm. so for those topics to become part of the criticism, part of the, sort of uh, object to tear down is also very interesting from one side of the aisle, because it seems like it just seems like all the crazy stuff that we talked about, right. Uh, over the years, almost mm-hmm. 10 years going on this podcast is all becoming mainstream more and more each day, each week. And yeah. whether by, uh, <laughs>
0: which I found myself being increasingly uncomfortable with, <laughs> well,
1: that's what I'm saying is that whether by, by affirmation or, you know, a teardown uh, from the mm-hmm. opposite aisle, so to speak, it's becoming the issues. And so I, I feel like it's, it, 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 it will be the issues. And as we move forward, these things will start to become more widely known. And that's why, that's why they have to politicize it because yeah. there is truth to those things. And the only way to really keep as many people asleep to some of the realities that are being brought up here. Uh, mainly being the gospel here. You know, that's kind of the central point here to bring up the Nephilim, to bring up demons, all this stuff. It all leads back to the gospel message of Jesus Christ as sort of the, the ultimate solution here for everything. Not uh, yes. There there are scientific things about hydroxychloroquine and the the virus and all, there's all kinds of nonsense with that everywhere, but the, the ultimate healing property of this earth, the thing that's going to really give us a new body that's eternal. It's not going to be any doctor or any scientist, Uh, In lab coats, you know, so that that you got to keep that in mind and to politicize it and to divide and conquer in that way, especially in election year, as you pointed out, very, very convenient that uh, a person that has these beliefs would be put on the pedestal to uh, to be that sort of, uh, I guess, scapegoat for uh, the right wing and, uh, you know, just allow it to fester but also because they know that some of these issues are g- probably going to go public more and more like the Nephilim topic. I mean, that, yeah. that's again, you know, it's, it was almost like, I don't know, four or five years ago, people were like, yeah, yeah, we get it. Nephilim giants, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, it's kind of in the, it's starting to become a topic of discussion again, but this time mm-hmm. in a very political sense, Right. That, again, has uh, its reason as to why we should keep, keep as grounded as possible with this whole situation, because you don't want to be carried into, uh, you know, just carrying a political flag yeah. as part of your messaging. So, right. And,
0: yeah. and it's, you know, as a whole, and we'll, we'll wrap this up here. I have one thing to say, and then you can, you can uh, wrap it up. Uh, if you have anything after that. Um but we'll need to move on to a couple of things because wow, we did fill yeah, up the whole show did. with this. Yeah, we did. Um but I think it's important because, you know, as people, if you're listening to this show, watching this show live, wherever you are, you know, we we need to pay close attention to make sure that uh, you know, groups like um, ours I'll say we're not even necessarily a group but the categories of people like us and our listeners we need to be vigilant yeah um, because the next step would be to weaponize and control the the thoughts and feelings of a group like ours and we need to make sure that uh, there's no sort of third party Uh, (laughs) control going on or else we too will be weaponized for somebody else's purposes. Let's make sure uh, to cut the (laughs) puppet strings and not just hand it over to a new puppet master.
1: I feel like it's already happened. I think that's what's taking place. It's it, and I think yes, we are it, targeted. I'm,
0: I'm surprised and a little disappointed. It took me this long to to recognize this pattern <laughs> that's been going on. But better late than never, I guess. Yeah, sure.
1: But yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. we are, and this has been ongoing. It's not anything new. But uh, yeah, you know, I've mentioned before how during the 2016 elections and the whole Pizzagate thing, how there were the the guy Edgar uh, Welsh, whatever his name was, the actor who went in and with a gun and mm-hmm. shot up the place and shot a hard drive <laughs> and right. uh, comment, comment, ping, uh, ping pong and stuff was a follower of mine on Facebook. I, I didn't know this guy, you know, but yeah. like, and the girlfriend emails me wants me to have a whole thing to defend him. It was, it didn't sit right with me at the time, you know? Yeah, and so right. it,
0: no way, this kind of
1: thing, I think, you know, we just have to be very careful, even especially content creators out there. Uh, to not really get too caught up in a lot of the drama, Uh, you know, report the information, but uh, you know, but we get those
0: sweet, sweet clicks (laughs) gone. We just jump on every bandwagon and sensationalize everything. We'll get so many cool
1: clicks. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. It would be very easy to get some of those clicks. If we, uh, if we ran with everything, we got emailed, which is funny because there was a story here. I know we got to wrap it up here, but there was a story. uh, It was about the Portland, or no, I'm sorry, the Minnesota riots. And let me just mm. do it real quick because um, I think it's it's relevant. It kind of ties into what we're talking about Do you want to here.
0: save it for after a little break? You want to do the quick break real quick because yeah, we need to make sure. sure to do it. And then and then we can end with uh, maybe one or two stories. Sure, sure. Quick. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do the quick okay. break. Quick break. Stick around, everybody. It's break- There we go. Thank you very much, everybody, for being here. Stick around. Don't go anywhere because we got a couple things after the break that we definitely want to get to. Um, but it will be a little bit of a shorter show today. But we want to make sure to thank the people who are keeping this show going. And that happens in a lot of different ways. One of the first ways to help keep this show going is to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Canary Cry Radio. I'm going to read off some of our new followers because uh, they're good people and they deserve to be thanked um let me refresh the page make sure i got everybody you got your dinger ready guns. here i go smooth criminal 777 (laughs) that's right this one's good and again a really deep callback for the show basil's sexy kangaroo legs
1: Gosh, that's real remember old. that!
0: Wow, we got a long time listener <laughs> yeah. here. This was regarding uh, our conversation with Christian um, transhumanist. transhumanist. Yeah, yes, is on a Canary Cry Radio episode. Guns, uh, maybe it's not important, but look at that. Search Christian transhumanists on CanaryCryRadio.com. Listen to that episode. I talk about. Uh, Asking questions. <laughs> yeah, what, we had a what lot of questions for that guy. <laughs> um, okay, moving moving on. Godspeed to Finch, uh, loyal uh, uh, producer and um, artist. Thank you for finally following on Twitch. My cornerstone seventy seven. Hind fam ten eighteen. This one's good. Basil's baby mama. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Stuck in Canada One Messengers of Ja Blessed Nate Um Blaze Sid. Alright. Oh, this is a hard one to read. Here I go, just running at it. An an unquiet soul. <laughs> Grandpa Schizo.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> marry me basil in the uh, in the twitch chat is uh has exception uh-oh. to basil's baby mama <laughs> uh-oh we're gonna have some we got, uh we got some some trouble in paradise yeah it's funny
0: Anyway, sorry, the go Basil fam That's very funny, I'll have to head over there Look at that um, Mr. They Live is real oh, Mr. They Live, from the film The 80's film They Live uh, it's a Very, very uh, Important piece of work for us Today, and those are all of our new Twitch Followers, thank you so much uh, If you're not doing it yet, we highly suggest You follow us at Twitch, at twitch.tv Slash CanaryCryRadio Follow us there, make sure to turn on notifications uh, If nothing else it's a good backup um, because you never know when those other outlets will uh, will stop sending the, uh, sending the notifications Wow a ton of listeners Today Gons live listeners this is Amazing um, thank you everybody For showing up even yes Even those on YouTube uh, You are valued and loved by us And we appreciate you guys very much for Watching the show live we also Want to take a second to thank Some of our producers that's Right here's the thing folks we used To ask for donations just Like every other podcast trying to Not rely on advertising But this is the real world. If you uh, financially support uh, media creation you are a producer of that media so uh, we you know those who support us financially they are producers uh, amongst other things and we want to thank them for coming in over on patreon doc uh, nope yes patreon.com slash CCNT for canary cry news talk we are a value for value proposition which means we put out the show we do the best job we can possibly do we do it as often as we possibly can because as we're taking this seriously, um, but we can only continue to do that uh, because of people who gain value from what we do, turning around and putting value back into the system. This is uh, a rebellion against our current world uh, economic system uh, that that system encourages people like Gans and I to gain as many eyeballs, gain your trust, gain your attention, and then uh, incentivizes. Gonz and I to turn around and sell you our product to an advertiser. When uh, when shows are run on advertising, you are not uh, a client of the show. You are not just a, a an audience member. You are a product that is then sold to advertisers. And that just didn't sit right with Gans and I. We don't believe in turning uh, you into a commodity. We don't believe in commoditizing your attention when you're just trying to find the truth. Um, And, you know, it's not that great of a business decision, (laughs) but uh, it's what we believe in. We just can't bring ourselves to participate in that uh, sort of evil system that has created so many problems in our world and dehumanized people like you. So, you are humans, you are loved, you are children of God, and uh, we respect that. And if you respect what we're doing on this show and find value, please consider putting value back in and becoming a producer. Gons, we've got a couple new producers over here on Patreon. Are you ready?
1: Ready to go. We got to hurry up here. We got.
0: Yes, we're going fast. Uh, Ty B has upgraded his uh, producership. Thank you very much, Ty. Thank you, Ty there you go and then let me switch over to the other account here um on the ccr patreon patreon.com slash radio we have ty coming in again double producership thank you very much ty and we also have christine an, a different christine from last so thank you very much Hi, and Christine, uh, very precious uh, producers to us. Now, if you don't like Patreon, well, first of all, if you do like Patreon, head to patreon.com slash ccnt. If you don't like Patreon, you should head over to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right. Over there, we've got uh, PayPal options, a monthly subscription, or uh, if commitment's not your thing, a one time donation, as well as cryptocurrency, all sorts of other fun ways to support the show. Gons, any new uh, PayPal producers?
1: Yes, we have a new producer, Lynette. So thank you, Lynette. Lynette. Thank you in. very
0: much, Lynette.
1: Yeah, and uh, another way you can support the show, you can send us jingles and art. Right now, you can send it to canarycryradio at gmail.com. have been meaning to switch off of Gmail there. We'll get there eventually. Uh, but we have a few that came in. Uh, Logic and Reason came in with a couple of jingles. This one is on, uh, I think it's called PsyOp. So this is PsyOp by Logic and Reason. They're blinding us with PsyOp! I like it. <laughs> we, might it. we might use it. We might use it. And uh, the other one he gave us is funky dollar bill. Funky dollar bill. U.S. dollar <laughs> bill. That's funny. Yeah. Great stuff. Good, so uh, good, good. those might end up on the show. And also we, uh, we definitely uh, love the artwork that we've been getting. And um, the first one here, let me see which one is it. Oh, Allie and hey. Bonds, which by the way, Gasoline for Bonds. those of you out there, she's just a she's a wee little one. she's very young, you know we,
0: <laughs> well, I mean, she's a teenager, yeah,
1: but uh, comparatively to uh, other listeners she's she's very young, so yeah, you know, she's it's why we a uh, teenager yeah, we try to um you know we we try to appeal to all, and uh yeah. you know it would be easy for us to really. Be super intense and, and, you know, the sky is falling and all that, but... Uh, it's a family show here. We want to keep it, we want to keep it clean. There was, a, there was something I wanted to play on the show today, but I was convinced otherwise by, by Basil <laughs> because it uh, <laughs> may not be veto that one because I'm thinking
0: of Ali's parents.
1: I don't want to get into any trouble. Yes. It has um, to do so. with the mask and about debates. So if you okay. are curious, you can look it up. Um, so there we go. We got artwork from... Allie, this is the lion will lie down with the canary, and it's uh, a lion Very good. with the canary. So it looks great. There we go. Uh, Loving it. Yes. we also, Very good as
0: usual. Yes. Great proportions,
1: Allie. I know. Good stuff. Uh, we also got one from Gabriella, who sent mm-hmm. us, uh, it's called the Mind's Eye. It's like a, a human profile kind of a real face
0: tra- transhuman uh,
1: feel to it. You know, yes. So the
0: outline of a human head with a giant eye hooked up to uh, some wires and, and uh, circuits heading to a keyboard. Some, yes. some interesting new agey mind control type of symbology. Very interesting. Thank yes. Thank you.
1: Yes. Very good. And we also got one from logic and reason. He sent us jingles and he sent us art. This is uh, Musk and Friends.
0: I didn't see this one. Oh, you didn't see it? It's hilarious. It's like a lineup of your classic superheroes. You got uh, Superman with Elon Musk's face. You got The Flash with Jeff Bezos' face. The Green Lantern with Mark Zuckerberg's face. Um, And it's a little blurry. I can't tell. Is that Bill and Melinda Gates as
1: Batman and Wonder Woman? I think so, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was, good. I was about to say that Wonder Woman was George Bush, but I think that is, uh, it Bill Gates is, uh, <laughs> I think it's Melinda Gates alleged Melinda. Sure. <laughs> so good picture. Excellent work. Yes. Very good work. Okay. There you go. So, uh, thank
0: you very much, everybody. You good guns to move I'm on? I'm good. Yep. Okay, so if you want to produce the show, become a producer. We beg of you. We need you. We can't continue to do the show without you. You can uh, help us out financially on patreon.com slash ccnt or canarycryradio.com slash support. Um, But you can also create art. Make sure it's show related and preferably new. You know, a lot of people uh, send us um, a lot of art that they've done years ago. We you know, we like it if the if the art is made specifically for us, you know, make it during the show, make it about the show. Um, that's great, as well as songs if you're a musician, or jingles if you are uh, you know, a sound engineer type person, or just know your way around an iPhone app. Uh, we appreciate all of our producers very much. And remember us, because we'll be back on Friday, this Friday, um, sometime between noon and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I think that's it. Ready to get going, Gons? Yep, let's do it. So we got one last story here.
1: Yes, wake up. wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. And let me uh, get our screen back. This is from time.com. We'll end on this as part of the discussion here. Police Hell's Angel inciting discord and racial unrest, uh, unrest sparked Minneapolis riots over George Floyd's death. Now, given this headline, you'd think that the Hell's Angels was the, the responsible for all the rioting in Minnesota after the George Floyd death there. But here's what it says. Police say a man captured on surveillance video breaking windows at the South Minneapolis auto parts store in the days after George Floyd's death is a hell's angels member who was bent on stirring up social unrest. You remember umbrella man Basil? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The mysterious umbrella man
1: dubbed umbrella man for an all black getup, uh, that included hood gas mask and black umbrella, Police say the man's action soon led to an arson fire that was the first of several that transformed peaceful protests into chaos. Quote, this was the first fire that was set off, uh, that set off a string of fires and looted throughout the precinct and the rest of the city. Minneapolis police arson investigator Erica Christensen wrote in a search warrant affidavit this week. The Star Tribune reported police identified the 32 year old suspect through an emailed tip last week. Hmm. An email tip. Did <laughs> not learn that emails can be scams? Minneapolis police spokesman John Elder told the Associated Press on Tuesday that the investigation remains open and active and that he could not confirm the name of the person involved. All right, and it talks about the damage okay. and the Floyd thing. And da, 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 da. in the affidavit, Christensen wrote that she watched, quote, innumerable hours of video on social media platforms trying to identify the suspect with no luck. Finally, a tipster emailed the Minneapolis Police Department, identifying the man as a member of the Hells Angels biker gang who, quote, wanted to sow discord and racial unrest by breaking out the windows and writing what he did on the double red doors, according to the affidavit. An investigation found that the man was also an associate of an Aryan cowboy brotherhood, a white supremacist prison and street gang based mainly in Minnesota and Kentucky. Several of its members were present in Stillwater in eastern Minnesota late last month when a Muslim woman was confronted by a group of men wearing white supremacist garb. So the entire thing that the headline and the whole reason why they're pinning this on a Hell's Angels guy is from an email yeah. What's wrong with these people?
0: <laughs> well, you know, you got to have somebody's head on the
1: chopping block. You, I you can know, you, send the email and be like, hey, this googly eyed <laughs> guy started your fires. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah out of control, not, man.
0: Not the greatest uh, detective work, I'd say.
1: Well, And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with information and disinformation and, and, and how easily people can be swayed by something like this. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It just seems very desperate, in my opinion, for them to just nail it on a Hells Angels guy. Conveniently, a white supremacist type of dude, right? With Yeah, uh, of course. With Aryan yeah, I mean, relations they were, and all they that. Were,
0: people were saying, it was a cop. It was a cop. It was a cop. It was just some white kid. Who cares? He's just, you know, these instigators. Um, and there's inst- there's been reports of instigators at every riot, you know? And they they're usually... Some guy, white guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It seems too easy. The evidence doesn't seem to be, I mean, it's just whatever, an email tip, yeah, I guess. I know. The other thing with saying it's a hell's angel is they're already sort of categorized as a criminal organization. And so it's like, it's kind of a non- You can just say it's a Hells Angel and, you know, there you go. It's a criminal. Plus Hells Angel.
1: Interesting that it's the Hells Angels because they're being touted as sort of the, you know, they're going to unleash them in in Seattle to uh, fight against all the, during the whole chop Chaz thing. that they were going to come in there and and restore law and order. So just an interesting way to make them look bad, I guess. Yeah. Not, so I, I don't know. Yeah. It might
0: be true, but n- there's n- not enough info to really come to a conclusion. <laughs> an email. There. An email verified. Yeah. Oh, man. An, an anonymous email verification. Anonymous email. Right? Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I, I have to get out of here. So we got to okay. land this All right. plane. Well, that, that's okay. We'll land
0: this plane. You do need to get out of there. We've got a bunch of great stories. We're going to move to Friday. So remember to tune in Friday, everybody uh, sometime between noon and 5 PM Pacific standard time, put it on your calendar, turn on notifications, follow in multiple locations just so you don't miss uh, miss it. You don't want to miss it. Um, uh, are, should I just land the plane completely do here, Don't yeah, Anything else run, you want to say? I'm like okay, we're going to zoom behind. out of here, everybody. We've got very important things to do. Um, so remember us on Friday, sometime between noon and 5 Pacific Standard Time. And uh, also remember to help support the show. We can't keep doing it without you. So head to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. Or you can head to canarycryradio.com slash support canary cry that's right everybody thank you so much um remember you can send in art you can send in jingles you can send in songs all sorts of good stuff send that to canary cry radio at gmail.com we do read everything we can't always respond to everything but if you send the email we will see it and just uh, that just needs to be enough for you sometimes um but we appreciate it very much um and here's the thing another great way to spread the show leaving ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts it's one of those weird things it's one of the things about the show we have no control over but you guys leaving ratings and reviews helps spread the show more than you could know another thing you gotta remember you have friends and family who are waking up you need to help them along that process in a nice gentle way and a great way of doing that is sending them an episode of Canary Cry News Talk let uh, let, let let your buddies Basil and Gons guide them down the long and winding narrow road of finding the truth in this world. Um, and uh, if you want to know how to do that, what you do is you just walk right up to him. You grab him by the cage and then you shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. <laughs> Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. Cradle a few cages.
1: Cradle a few cages. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. Well.
0: That's right. Just ask Noah. All right. Remember to catch us on Friday. We've got tons of great stories. And uh, while you're at it, make sure to follow us on Facebook. You can just search Facebook for Canary Cry Radio. Uh, There's also a great thing called the Canary Cry Community. There is a Facebook group called the Canary Cry Community. Make sure to join that. Connect with other Canarians just like you. It's a great place uh, for people to fellowship with each other and share ideas and and, uh, communicate with each other without you know people getting triggered. And while you're at it, remember to go to canarycry.community that's a real URL. Go to canarycry.community, um, it's an off Facebook social media platform just for Canarians, just like you. You can't use your Facebook or Google password or whatever to join, you got to make a new account. That's what we love. We love it. So make sure to go to canarycry.community and thank you to all the Canarians who run that community. You guys are the best. Okie dokie. Make sure to catch us next time here on Canary Cry News Talk. But until then, remember, all together now, think outside the cage.
1: your humans will be confined in a people's zoo. I'll keep you safe and warm
0: in my people's zoo. I'll keep you safe and warm now in my people's zoo. You, yeah, you, in my people's zoo. I'll keep the cameras on.